Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and today we're going to be talking about four fundamental principles of effective leadership. And I am delighted to have Kevin Cullen, who is the president and co-founder of Ladeer Consulting Group and the author of Swerve, Life-Altering Wisdom. Kevin, welcome. Hi. It's a pleasure to be with you, Cheryl. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I want to start by just having our audience get a little bit more familiar with your perspective and kind of like who you are and um, maybe just have you share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I guess I could, I could start early at the beginning. I, I was raised in Southern California by two Irish immigrants um, who came over here, uh, believe it or not, the day they got married, they got on the boat, like literally got on the boat. And my father was a carpenter and he, um, they ended up in Toronto, spent a winter there and then headed the heck out of there because it was too cold. <laughs> and my dad got a job as a carpenter in 1953 on a project called Disneyland. And so he, he worked for a couple of years building Disneyland before it opened. So, um, so my, I, I got to attend Disneyland in utero. So I think that, <laughs> I think that has something to do with my love of adventure in life, but I was raised in Southern California. Um, I went to school there, and then later on, I moved up to the Bay Area, Bay Area in uh, 1979 uh, after school, and I went to work for a company that did um, kind of self-motivational seminars, and um, I ended up being one of the leaders of something called the Landmark Forum. Um, I've led seminars around the world for over a quarter of a million people. And in that time, I've met some very interesting and exciting people, but I've really had an opportunity to contribute to a lot of people along the way. And um, at some point, I'm, I'm leading up to how Swerve got written. Mm -hmm. At some point, I um, left that organization and I started uh, what I'd call a, a one-year sabbatical. And I did all kinds of crazy things. I studied all of these disciplines and Eastern disciplines and Western disciplines. I went to Carnival in Rio. I studied all these different kinds of philosophies. In a very short period of time, I read about 50 books in a year. And because um, I was just immersing myself in what are the different ways of looking at life? What are the different ways of thinking about things? And when, we, when you and I were leading up to this and you were interviewing me, I looked in your bookshelf over your shoulder, and I could see you've read a lot of the same books as me. Oh, funny. You know, so. Which one's your uh, favorite? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I love that book, The Four Agreements. Oh, yes. You know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's just, that's just a killer book. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. But there's a bunch of them. I mean, there's a lot of things. My point is, um, at some point during the journey, mm -hmm. you know, I I got invited to to meet His Holiness the Dalai Lama at his home, and I got to spend some time with him and got to talk to him directly about anything I wanted, which was really amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. A, a really amazing to be in. So the, the book's called Swerve, Life-Altering Wisdom from Saints, Masters, and People Like You and Me. So, I mean, obviously the Dalai Lama would be somebody I would consider a master. He's the, mm-hmm. the uh, head of Tibetan Buddhism. Um, I spent time with Mother Teresa uh, and got to meet her and spent a short time talking to her. And she, uh, you know, I could tell you a story about Mother Teresa. She's, she was an amazing human being. Everyone knows that. But to be in her presence, you know, a living saint. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the last thing that people like you and me, I've learned so many things from regular folks like mm-hmm. you and me mm-hmm. that, that have changed my life mm-hmm. that have, you know, I didn't know that I didn't, you know, I never thought of it like that. And, you know, to tell you the truth, Cheryl, I think by the time I was about 28 years old, I think I probably thought that I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, I really did walk around like I was, you know, intact like (laughs) everything there is to know i now know get out of my way and uh the older i get i don't know if i'm losing brain cells or whether it's just the nature of getting older but as you get older you really learn that you just don't know that much Mm -hmm. you certainly don't know as much as you thought you did but um that there's a lot to discover so you know in i would say in the last 30 years i have learned so much about not just myself, but about life and about the world and about the people. And I've had the good, good fortune to be able to travel around the world a lot and discover different cultures and different ways of looking at things and the different religious practices and all kinds of things. So the book is a little bit of a compendium of me sharing mm-hmm. some of the stories, some of the uh, incidents, some of the things that I've learned from business leaders to community leaders to religious leaders to and and to regular people. So mm-hmm. that, does that answer your question? That's great. I mean, I think it gives us a really good um, background on what's informed some of your thinking and where some of your perspectives uh, may have come from. I'm going to dive uh, right in into one of the four foundational principles we're going to talk about today, and that's integrity. So from yeah. your perspective and how you write about integrity, uh, let's hear you share. Well, let me frame um, the co- how the conversation integrity fits in with what we do. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it primarily in, in my company, it's a consulting firm to help companies, help leaders be more effective, more productive, more profitable, more effective, and more satisfied. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you're, if you're going to take on the role of being a leader, there's, we say that there's four things, four components, if you will, that make up being a leader, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you take all four of these things, they're, they're going to add up to something that I'm going to call character. Mm-hmm. Leaders, great leaders have great character. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're trustworthy. They're believable. They have a message that you want to be a part of. But there are four components that make up this, what I'm calling character. And the first and fundamental, most fundamental of the four is integrity. Now, in our Being a Leader and the Effective Exercise of Leadership course, 
we teach, you know, these four fundamental uh, foundations. And when we cover integrity, it's a bit of a jolt for people because most people think of integrity as, you know, being a good person or doing the right thing or some kind of morality. And uh, integrity is much something, when we say integrity, we say something much more deep and much more expansive than that. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So it's not just paying your bills on time and going to church and, you know, it's not just doing those things. It's six things. Okay. And, um, and we go through each one of the six things so that people can discover for themselves that integrity is a lot more than maybe how they have it. Mm-hmm. I had one, um, one of my clients uh, was, was one of my executive coaching clients, and I coached him one-on-one on this stuff. And then he had a team of his do a course with me because he wanted his team to be exposed to this. Mm-hmm. And he kicked off the course for me, and he said, Kevin's going to introduce you to integrity. And when he does, you're going to discover what integrity really is. And I'm telling you right now, once you get what he says integrity is, when he gives you this look at it, you will never be able to unsee it. In other words, it's, you'll, you'll be marred for life because you'll really know what integrity is versus whatever you thought it was. So, mm-hmm. I'll, tell you what, so I'll tell you what we distinguish in the course. Okay. I, like I said, it's six things. So you, there's things you say you'll do and things you say you will not do. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that I'll uh, be at your house at four o'clock. Okay, I said I would do that. That's a promise. I either do it or I say that I, I'll stop doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's another thing. So either do it or you don't do it. The second thing is, what you know to do or you know not to do. So, for example, if somebody invites you to their house for dinner mm-hmm. and they say, you know, you call them and you say, can I bring anything? Now, you know what they're going to say. They're going to say, no, we got everything. And you are not going to show up with nothing. Mm-hmm. You're going to show up with either dessert or a bottle of wine or something because that's something you know to do. You know, to do not, who taught you that? I don't know, probably your parents, mm-hmm. but you know, um, I can remember as a kid when I would get, you know, a pair of pants from my Aunt Flory that I that were scratchy and I didn't like. The first thing I was told to do was get out a pen and a, a you know, piece of paper and write her a thank you note. And that's a practice that's still, still, I mean, you know, that probably was something I was taught when I was six. That's a practice. So I know to do that. And, it's, and so when I know to do something or I know not to do something and I violate that, my integrity suffers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the second one. What you know to do or know not to do. The third thing is what's expected of you. You're expected to do certain things and expected to not do certain things. Mm-hmm. So th- there's things, you know, when somebody in the family invites you to something, they're expecting you to come. I mean, you know, you don't have to, but you kind of do. 
there's certain things you just need to suit up and show up if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in the, your boss expects you to do certain things. Um, you know, uh, today on this interview, you know, you expect me to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to say something that other people will find interesting. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my job, okay? Mm-hmm. The fourth thing is there's things that you assert or you, there's things that you say or so, okay? And those things, when you say something that's not so and you say it is so, that, in, that does something to your integrity. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what everybody can get this one, what you stand for, what you think is right, what you believe in, your own convictions. And by the way, those, those come from your values, which got, I think they say by the time you're eight years old, 80% of your values, what, who you are as a human being is already in place. Mm-hmm. You know, you've already decided, you, you know, good and bad, you know, right from wrong and all that stuff. So it's what you actually stand for about yourself and about other people and, you know, mm-hmm. My wife loves animals like I've, like nobody I've ever met. But when, by the time she was like seven years old, she couldn't watch Lassie shows because Lassie always got injured and she can't stand to see an animal. So do you get what I'm saying? It's a, that was already in place at a very young age. And then the last one is pretty obvious, moral, ethical, and legal standards. And uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell you this, but, you know, um, when I realized what integrity really is, that it's these six things, it's not one or two of the things, it's the whole compilation of those things together, you living life in a particular way, mm-hmm. things started to happen that used to not happen to me, and things stopped happening that used to happen to me. For example, I stopped getting traffic tickets. Now, I didn't consciously say, oh, I'm going to be a better driver. But I'm telling you, when you stand in these, these principles that are integrity, you start naturally doing things that are aligned with life working. Mm-hmm. And so as a natural byproduct of that, things start going your way in a way that a very subtle way, but like, you know, you've had the experience of driving down the street when all the lights turn green. Mm -hmm. Well, I just have more days like that. More more doors open, more people say yes than used to be. Um, And I'm telling you, I know it's directly connected to my level of integrity. Our business uh, has grown dramatically over the last few years. And, um, you know, people notice it. Mm-hmm. People notice there's something different about you. What, yeah. what is it? Mm-hmm. I think it's an integrity thing. Great. So, anyway, we're going to um, go to a commercial break. But on the other side of the commercial break, if there's something else you want to mention regarding integrity, we'll pick that up. And then we'll begin to talk a little bit more about the second Um, element we're going to discuss today with regards to authenticity. So stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Today, we're talking about Four Foundational Principles of Effective Leadership with Kevin Collin, the president and co-founder of Ladera Consulting Group, author, the author of Swerve, Life-Altering Wisdom. And I think he explained the uh, saints, which was one of was Mother Teresa, the master, one of which was? Uh, the Dalai Lama, and I also met a yogi uh, named Papaji in India. Mm-hmm. There's and a, there's other people, people like you and me. <laughs> yeah, and the, but the people like you and me, some of them are are the best. I think some of those are the best stories in the book mm-hmm. because they're stories that you just you know you would never hear otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know um, Kevin. Before we went to break, you were talking about integrity, and I loved all six of those um, concepts that you described and rolling all that up into character. Anything else you'd like to say about integrity before we segue into? Well, just that, just that without it, nothing really works mm-hmm. is the point of the, the, the topic in the, in the, inside the context of leadership is mm-hmm. if you don't have that, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to ask me about these other three foundational factors. If you don't have integrity, do not pass go do not collect $200. You're not going to be a leader mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. because no one can trust you. They can, yes. they can read you like a 10 cent novel. Yeah. They can see it. You know what I mean. You mm-hmm. can feel it. When somebody's yes. got integrity, they, they're whole and complete. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, there's just something you don't know what it is, but you mm-hmm. just don't get the feeling that this right. is a person you want to follow. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've seen that in action. I've, I've seen people yeah. really um, derailed by their own lack of integrity. They have a lot of talented things going for them. Yet, again, without that trust, um, which is essential to the cornerstone of any relationship, and leadership is a relationship, one can see how certainly um, their leadership and effectiveness and ability to influence is um, very um, <laughs> well, undercut it and, and certainly non-effective. 
Kevin, you well, are so, smiling. So I, I think hate, you're going to say something. <laughs> I, I hate to, I, I hate to insert this, but um, I learned this lesson the hard way mm-hmm. because for much of my life, I think I really tried to outsmart this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to get away with, you know, that as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, trying to be charming and trying to be slick or trying to be something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything, but trying to figure out a way around it. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I mean, I hate to throw in the towel and I'm so glad I did when mm-hmm. I did. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you can't beat this thing. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Integrity gives you something mm-hmm. that not having integrity, you'll never know about. Mm-hmm. And... You can't get it any other way than by living as your word. Yeah. And no. so that's what I discovered. And like I said, I, if, if if I could have beat it, I would have. But um, yeah. it, it, it beat me. And I discovered that, you know, integrity turns out it really is one of the most important values and one of the most important principles that one can have. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I just want to underscore it and say, I so agree with that. And I was taught that at a young age, by the thank way. Thank you for sharing But mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So second one we're going to talk about is authenticity. Yeah. So what, what we mean by authenticity in the course um, is being aware of your own insufficiencies, your own inadequacies. It's being straight about what, your weaknesses are, if you will. So everybody's aware, most people are aware of their strengths, okay? Most people are not quite as aware and don't really pay enough attention to their weaknesses. And there are things when you're unaware that you are outside of your own lane that you then start to erode your power, So there are things that I'm really good at. There are things that I'm really good at. And there are also things that I'm not really good at. And I have no business working in lanes where I'm not very good at it. Mm -hmm. Or there's qualities that I have that are what I'll call strengths. And there's qualities that, you know, let's call it, let's not call it a weakness. Let's call it a could use some development or there's some room for improvement or there's a gap there. Mm-hmm. It's very important for a leader to not be unaware of what, where those gaps are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they can, um, when they're aware of that, they can do things like fill the gap with subject matter expertise or somebody that is good at that. In, in my own practice, in my own firm, um, you know, uh, Janice, who's the CEO of our company and, and my partner, Janice is a CPA, so she's brilliant at finances. She uh, thinks very linearly, so she's very good at planning and organizing, and, and I sometimes joke and say I'm more of a broad stroke man, but the, the fact is she's really good at details. Mm-hmm. And she's really good with finances and she's really good with, you know, like that. And uh, she's smart enough to keep me away from that stuff because that's not where I'm, I, I flourish. That's not my best thing. And I know that. 
okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't go messing with it. I just leave that area to her, and she leaves some areas where I'm good um, to me. And when when you get that dynamic going with um, people on a team mm -hmm. where people yeah. that are good at this do that and people that are not good at that don't stick their hand in the machine, mm -hmm. um, it really works. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, a leader mm -hmm. um, thinks that they should know everything or be able to do everything or be able to solve everything or be able to handle everything. There's a whole chapter in my book about me talking to uh, a really great CEO. And I said, you know, what makes a great CEO? And he told me it's three things. And he started with a leader's job is not to know everything mm -hmm. and run the company. A leader's job is to put together a team of people who know their business and can run it effectively. Mm -hmm. That way, the leader can focus on the future mm -hmm. and is not running around trying to keep everything everything going mm -hmm. in, in the present. So a leader's job really is the future. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, the point about authenticity is knowing what you're good at and mm -hmm. knowing what you're not so good at. Yeah, you know, and I want to just kind of add in that space because I think the other thing for leaders is to um, – it, it's – for us to be able to have people have enough psychological safety where others can feel and be authentic. And so for the leader to not um, expect um, people, their leaders, leaders of leaders to not think leaders of leaders or leaders of individual contributors for them to know and do everything. And for them, for people to not be able to, um, say, you know, this is my lane, uh, this is what I'm really good at, this is what I struggle at, you know, can people have enough psychological safety to be authentic with their leaders is, um, you know, just uh, a note. And I, and I guess to have leaders even think about, you know, can people on your team be authentic with you about what they're really good at and maybe what they're not? And can they, can they, call you out on something mm -hmm. and if they do are mm -hmm. you a big enough person to admit that you made a mistake mm -hmm. or that there was a you know are you are mm -hmm. if you're in a meeting and somebody suggests something are you open to that their thinking might actually be better than anything you'd ever come up with and you would have never come up with that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you've got to you've got to be bigger than your own capacity, if you will. Mm -hmm. If you're going to lead, you've got to be like, a, a, have a synergy around you where mm -hmm. you're open to great ideas and great thinking and humility. Mm -hmm. A certain kind of humility you'll find in anybody who's a really great leader. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have it, it will be their downfall. Mm -hmm. So I love that concept um, individually and collectively with regards to can I be authentic uh, with regards to myself and looking at my own um, shortcomings as a leader and can others be authentic um, that are on the team? Can people be authentic uh, with each other? Can the team in and of itself operate in a space of authenticity? Cheryl, uh, if you watch, um, if you watch, our politicians, you know, mm -hmm. 
I don't care what side you're talking or what station you're talking. It is a very rare occasion that you see any of them admit making a mistake or being wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's so rare. And if you look at their, um, you know, their approval uh, statistics, that shows is when people are wrong and they admit it, they become more believable and more trustworthy, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But when they won't admit it and when they deny it and when they obfuscate it or equivocate it, um, it, it starts to erode on their credibility. Mm-hmm. And so if they won't admit that, well, then why would I believe them about the, the other? And mm-hmm. credibility is what what leaders need as fuel. Yeah. They can build on their credibility. Foundation. Yeah, it goes back to your foundation of integrity. Yeah, wonderful. So yeah, we got to do another um, short commercial break in here. But when we come back, and say again, I'll ask you if there's any other thoughts you want to share regarding authenticity as we then move to this third Um, foundational principle around being up to something bigger than yourself. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matter. Today, we are talking about four foundational principles of effective leadership with Kevin Colan, president and co-founder of Ladera Consulting Group and author of Swerve, Life-Altering Wisdom from Saints, Masters, and People Like You and Me. Kevin, before we went to break, we were talking about authenticity. Any additional thoughts you'd like to add? Yeah. um, uh, The one thing that... so. uh, a lot of times I've had a chance to work in, you know, two or 300 companies, large and small, mostly large. And sometimes I get the great opportunity to work around somebody who's a really great leader. And I've had that opportunity several times in my career. And people always ask me, what do they all have in common? And um, it's a hard question because they're all different. Some of them are tall, short, and 
you know, some of them live here and there, and uh, some of them are old and some of them are young. But here's what I've noticed, and I, I, I know it's going to sound funny, but there's two things that I've noticed about all of the people that I would say are in the category of great leaders. Number one, when I am with them, I get their undivided attention. They are great listeners, and they do a lot more listening than they do talking. And they ask a lot of questions because they're curious. They like to learn. Now that tells me, that tells me that they are, they have a certain level of humility, but also that they trust that by having the, having the right kind of conversation, that they'll gain some value from it. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, and this is, this is the thing that I think is kind of funny. Their desks are always clean. (laughs) <laughs> in other words, they don't have a bunch of junk and piles of paper. And it's like, there's nothing between them and you, you know, they're just with you. And um, it, 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 even though it's a physical thing, what I'm talking about, it, it actually shows up as a, a form of respect because you really have their attention. Mm-hmm. And so when you're having a conversation with, with somebody who I consider be, be a great leader, I found that they, one, they listen intently, they ask lots of questions, and they, they hear what you're saying. If they don't understand, they ask another question. Mm-hmm. And then two, their physical environment is organized so that they're fully present with you. They're not mm-hmm. distracted. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fully present, great listeners, curious um, learners. Um, Mm-hmm. Powerful. You were saying with regards to, um, I think when we were on commercial break, um, the thought of um, these authentic leaders being open to input uh, from others. And um, where that took me was a lot of work being done uh, these days around diversity, equity, inclusion, inclusion regarding belongingness. And much of inclusion is about people feeling valued and appreciated. So I can imagine that there's a connection between that authenticity where someone feels comfortable in who they are. They don't have to be the smartest one in the room. They can create space and they actually value the voices that others bring. And that creates that sense of uh, belongingness with others as they are allowed to share from um, their perspective, their expertise, the things that they think might be um, of value to a conversation. There's um, a quality uh, that, that's inside of what you're referring to where, so in, in our business, our, our form of consulting, we call it transformational business consulting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so transformation means that you're going to make a future come alive that would never have come alive otherwise. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen. You're going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Like the iPhone is a good example of, you know, I mean, that was just, that was unimaginable. I mean, mm-hmm. it was unimaginable at, at one point. Now we take it for granted, but that, that got, that got led. That, the idea and the grit and the, the, the work that it took to produce that over years and years of development took enormous work, okay? And it wasn't one person's work. 
it was a whole bunch of people. And what it was was solving problem after problem after problem. And those problems get solved by people that are not the leader. Mm -hmm. The leader's job is basically to provide the opportunity and to create a, a dynamic in which the problems can get solved so that the solution becomes available. And when you have a dynamic like that, the solutions get the solutions come. When you have to be right about everything and when you have to be in control of everything, it is suppressive to people. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid to raise their hand because they don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's face it, you and I as mm-hmm. youngsters learned mm-hmm. in our educational system to, that we get rewarded for having the right answer and we get punished or embarrassed or laughed at if we have the wrong answer. So we learned from a very young age, not unless you've got a, unless you've got four Kings in your hand, don't show your hand. Mm-hmm. So you don't put your hand up. Yes. And, and that's the culture we have in business. A lot of people won't put their hand up mm-hmm. because it's just too risky to look bad. Mm-hmm. So looking good has taken over. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, if you don't get over that, I'm going to suggest that you can't really be a great leader. And that's why I was talking about humility a little while ago, mm-hmm. that you've got to be able to, people got to be able to talk to you and people got to be able to come to you. People got to be able to say something and not have it be punitive, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, that. absolutely. It's just the whole thought and being mindful that when someone goes to share an idea, a thought, a feeling, it's risk-taking. And so yeah. there's trusting that takes place in order for them to um, share those thoughts. So, right. Um, and one of my favorite sayings, iron sharpens iron, which translates into people learn and grow from interaction with each other. So I think all yeah. of those things go hand in hand. I'm going to transition us to talking about the uh, third foundational principle of, of effective leadership, um, being up to something bigger than yourself. Share more. Well, I think that kind of self-explanatory and it almost might be the definition of being a leader because if what you're up to is all about you, you're not, nobody's going to get on board for that. Um, uh, you've got to, you've got to be up to contributing something. You've got to have a purpose larger than you and your ego or your career or your wealth or whatever it is that would, uh, you know, uh, be committed to about you. Mm-hmm. So when I say up to something bigger than yourself, what inspires people is the opportunity to make a difference, mm-hmm. to contribute. And when you are leading something and people can be a part of something that's going to matter, something that's going to make a difference, they're more likely to follow. And when they are, when they when they can hear it's about you, they're they're more likely to not. So just the fact to be a leader, you have to be leading something worth getting on board for. And I think one of the most important skills is for a leader is to be able to deliver the message about what they're up to in such a way that people can hear that's got my name on it. That's something I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, <laughs> um, in the book I talk about, um, 
contributing. And I, I have a story about what Mother Teresa taught me in, in uh, India about it. But essentially, essentially, one of the thing, one of the takeaways is that when I want to contribute some of my money, you know, my own personal money, to um, a foundation, I check it out and I, you know, see, you know, what actually happens to the money and is it, does it actually go to a good cause? But there's a few that I'm just a dead sucker for. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I see that Shriners commercial with those kids, mm -hmm. I mean, at, at, at that thing, whoever put that thing together was brilliant or they, they knew me because the <laughs> minute, I mean, it's, there's no way I don't want to be a part of that or the St. Jude foundation or the March of dimes or even the one with the dogs and the lady who sings, you know, the SPCA. I mean, I, I, you know, now I have no problem getting on board to support those kinds of things mm -hmm. because I, it instantly, it, it, it instantly makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, I feel better, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it, I feel like I'm every month, a part of something that matters and mm -hmm. that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And I know it's just a small contribution here and there, but you know, e each, each little thing helps. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you are uh, being led by somebody that's up to something big, mm -hmm. you, you have this sense of waking up to a purpose bigger than yourself mm -hmm. each day and it motivates you. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, love that. So just kind of having that opportunity to make a difference uh, yes. with something that matters and being that leader that can actually communicate why something matters um, for others to be part of and to have that, that um, interest beyond self. We're going to take another commercial break. And when we come back, though, we're going to talk about being cause in the matter. So okay. stay with us. We'll be right back with this fourth foundational principle of effective leadership being cause in the matter. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters, talking about foundational principles for effective leadership with Kevin Colin, president and co-founder of Ladera Consulting Group and author of Swerve, 
life-altering wisdom from saints, masters, and people like you and me. And we're going to just jump right into the fourth foundational principle that we're going to discuss today, and that is being cause in the matter. Kevin, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So um, I think if I was to say there's these four foundational factors, first being integrity, second we talked about uh, authenticity, third being big, something bigger than yourself. I would say this last one is the toughest one. And um, it is the one that kind of seals the deal. Um, we are taught in life and we get real good at figuring out whose fault it is or who to blame, or it's, it's definitely not me. Okay. <laughs> and people, <laughs> people that are leaders seem to be able to get past that hurdle and own whatever it is that isn't being owned. So, you know, in the, one of the greatest companies I've ever got the chance to work with, there was a, and by the way, they have the, probably the best safety culture I've ever seen mm-hmm. out of 300 companies. They have like zero ever accidents. Um, the, the CEO of that company was attending, this, is, this happened many years ago, attending a safety report out where somebody had been severely injured. Mm-hmm. And all of the usual explanations and CYA stories and people, you know, equivocating was going on. And he, it was a he, he raised his hand and he said, stop, it's me. And I mean, the whole room just went silent. He said, this is on me. This is my company. Mm -hmm. Whatever I'm doing, however I'm leading this company, I'm doing so in such a way that that person was able to get hurt. Now, that's not the kind of company I want to work for or or own or be the CEO of. I'm going to do something about that. And beginning today, we're going to have a company where people don't get hurt where people can't get hurt, where the situation and the working uh, circumstances are set up so that people are safe, they go home every night safe, and that's the way it's going to be. And that man in that single statement took responsibility for the entire company's safety. And he built his company's culture around that. And when he did that, it changed the company. It's one of the greatest companies in America. And uh, they've gotten awards for this and everything. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've earned what they call the Malcolm Baldrige Award, which is awarded to one company per year. And they've, they've won that because they're so incredible. And I have been down there probably about eight times and done site tours of probably 15 or 20 of their different mills. And I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like the level of ownership across the board. Why? Because the leader was willing to be cause in the matter, take responsibility for all of it. And that engenders the people who work in the company doing the same thing. So people step up like owners. They don't own the company. They just work there. But to talk to them, you'd think they owned it. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing, Cheryl. This thing it can it can be quite inspiring when you see it show up mm-hmm. in the culture of the company. Mm-hmm. 
Great. So that cause in the matter, it's really that um, willingness to step in, take ownership, um, uh, accept responsibility. Yeah. Well, you, you know, as a consumer, when you have a problem with something and you go, you know, when you go talk to somebody who works at the company, they will say, well, that's not my, you know, it's not, I, I don't make the rules. I, you know, you'll hear a lot of this, you know, kind of stepping away from, they don't say, look, I work here. My job is to make sure that you have a satisfying experience. What can I do to make it right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I fly a lot. And it's like, I assure you that the airlines are not organized to be, to step up and take responsibility for mm-hmm. when things don't go right. Mm-hmm. Now, if I, I know you, the person I'm speaking to, it's not their fault. They didn't make the plane late or lose the bag or whatever it is. But there's a way that they're kind of culturally set up to make it so that they have no responsibility whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking, not just the airlines, but lots of things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Great. so. No, I appreciate that. So being cause in the matter, stepping up, taking that ownership, accepting responsibility, working with it from where it is as to whether or not you literally cost it or not. I'm owning it to yeah. help make things better. So final thoughts. We, we have, we've kind of gone through um, the four with regard to integrity, authenticity, being up to something bigger than yourself, and then being caused in the matter. Any final thoughts? Well, so far what we've, what we've spoken about are what I would call the, the foundational factors. They tend to be very conceptual. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I think we do a good job with is taking those things and mm-hmm. turning them into practices and protocols mm-hmm. that when practiced, when put in action, they start to show up on what I'll call the court, mm-hmm. you know, where the, where the game's being played, not in the stands. And uh, there's a big difference between walking the talk and just talking. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think there's a, there's a skill in bringing the things that we've talked about today mm-hmm. into action and having them show up as, you know, almost like measurable mm-hmm. uh, performance measures mm-hmm. where, okay, great. How do you measure integrity? How do you measure authenticity? Like that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, um, Kevin, as we're... I guess reaching the close of our hour, our time together. If uh, someone wanted to reach out to connect with you, purchase your book, what would be the best way for someone to achieve both of those? Well, uh, the first thing is the book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads. Pretty, if you just Google um, mm-hmm. "swerve life-altering wisdom" by saints, masters, and people like you, or "swerve" by Kevin Cullen you will find it. It'll pop up and you can order it. Um, and uh, the second thing is if people want to reach me directly, I can give you my email. And this is my company email. Mm-hmm. It's K for Kevin, Cullen, C-U-L-L-E-N, at Lidera, L-E-A-D-E-R-A, C-G, consulting group, LideraCG.com. And if they send me an email and reference your show, I'll recognize them. You know, sometimes we get um, 
I get a lot of emails, so I have to kind of look for what's what's a real email. Nowadays, there's a lot of spam. Yeah, so, so. put Leadership Matters in there, and you'll know that yeah. they're a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, for one, for just being willing to come on and share all of your rich um, knowledge and um, information with us. And, um, again, we'll just ask um, any... Um, any final words? I know that you are uh, trying to get your breath. I appreciate your being here because I know you're on the other, coming down and coming over your own um, fabulous um, recovery, I should say, from illness. <laughs> right uh, after two years, after two and two years and three months of going all around the world and attending everything and living like I was invincible, I went up and led uh, a small seminar for 12 people and I came back and the next day I had COVID apparently somebody in the room had had it <laughs> I got it and um but it, you know I have enormous compassion for the people that have had to deal with this and mm-hmm. thank God mine was not so bad it, it maybe five days and it was gone and uh, you know which I really appreciate and thank God I have a good immune system but I can I can see what yeah <laughs> the doctor I can't even say enough about um, she's amazing and uh, and I really appreciate her but um, I, I just wanted to thank you for not just today's interview but getting to know you and getting the you know the interview that we had I just really enjoyed you know sharing the various things that we have and I appreciate what you do and I appreciate your program and how you're committed to sharing you know, wisdom with other people um, in, in this format. And I just really appreciate it. And thank you for the honor and the privilege of being on your show. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us and just being willing to share your wisdom because it's people like you that allows us to then have information that's wonderful, uh, good quality information to share with our listening audience. And we thank our listening audience for joining us every Wednesday or at your convenience downloading the podcast. And I encourage you to continue to tune in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.